box. You opened it. We came. is a means to summon us. Welcome to Filmstrip's Hellraiser series. Explorers in the further regions of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. Featuring Nick. Come And Jay. This is it. The old homestead. These podcasts will be spoiler-filled as we discuss the plots, characters, and details of the Hellraiser films. Tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Welcome to Filmstrip. I'm Jay. <laughs> I'm Nick. <laughs> and we are online for our review of Hellraiser Hellworld, the eighth installment in our Hellraiser <laughs> retrospective. Starring Catherine Winnick, Christopher Jacob, Kari Payton, Henry Cavill, Lance Hendrickson, and Doug Bradley for about eight minutes. Directed by Rick Boda once again. Released 2005 on a budget of $5 million direct video. This one was released in like September of 2005. The other one was in July. They pretty much were shot back to back. They went from one set to the next shooting these things. So these were all the same thing. We talked a little bit last time, Nick, about the state of where horror was in 2005 and what might have influenced some of Deader. And, you know, there are a lot of things that were going on in 2005. The biggest horror film of the year would have been Saw 2. And I definitely feel a Saw presence, fingerprints, if you will, on a whole lot of this. Really? um, I guess tell me about it, dude, because I really didn't see any. (laughs) I think a lot of it is in the fact that how these people are taken out and killed and, you know, there's like traps for them. Now they're, they're set into rooms that, you know, go into them. This one girl's strapped to a chair that has saw blades that chew her up. And, and it's also the whole premise. And what we'll get into learn is that what we're seeing is not really happening. It's all, you know, what they're doing to themselves, but it's really more about the fact. Oh, that all, so what you mean by all... saw too is <laughs> home alone too. <laughs> Well, if you want to go there, I'd be curious to hear how you got that out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, man. Same thing. Going into rooms, <laughs> causing it to themselves. <laughs> it's a lot of problems for sure. But, uh, okay. How much better would this have been if Macaulay Culkin was in this movie? If Macaulay Culkin <laughs> played the Lance Henriksen role, this would have been pretty freaking awesome. He could have played his son, uh, which is we'll get to. So. Yeah, I guess, Nick, we just need to get into this one. So uh, shall I give us a plot summary? Um, well, actually, I'm not even going to do a plot. So there's no way I can walk through this film the way that it is without just cracking myself up. So I'm just going to tell you, this is what is happening. Chelsea, Allison, Derek, and Mike, yep, there's already too many people in this movie, are grieving the suicide of their friend Adam, who set himself on fire <laughs> after he became obsessed with an internet game called Hell World. Because in this world, Hellraiser is just a movie and a video game. It's not even, they're not even playing in that world anymore. So their former friend Jake blames the group since they've not stopped playing the game even when Adam was unstable. So they receive an invitation to a Hell World party in an isolated mansion and the reluctant, <laughs> the reluctant Chelsea decides to join the group and they are surprised to find Jake at the party too. And he talks about how he was invited by a girl in a chat room because that never ends badly for anyone. 
So they're hosted by the owner of the place, Lance Hendrickson, who shows them his private macabre collection. And as stranger things begin to happen at the party, one by one, the group are picked off by Pinhead and the Cenobites. It's really confusing. Turns out the host is Adam's father in the worst kept secret of the entire film. Bent on revenge, has given them all a strong hallucinogenic drug, and everything that has (laughs) happened has not really been happening. No, they've all been buried alive, and and three of them have even died from self-inflicted injuries. The one girl clawed her throat open, one guy had an asthma attack and didn't use his respirator, and good old Superman Henry Cavill just died of good old fear. So the, <laughs> the, the, the police arrive in time to rescue Jake and Chelsea, or do they? The host thumbs through a suitcase containing Adam's possessions where he finds the actual Le Marchand puzzle box, which he opens, summons the real Cenobites who bound and tear him to pieces. Jake and Chelsea are shown driving into the sunrise when they get a phone call from him, and he suddenly appears in the back seat. But then he's also not there because they almost crashed. So you wonder, are they still alive? And the last scene is the police entering the bedroom uh, where the host opened the box and they see the blood smeared uh, walls and the box lying on the floor. And that is Hellraiser Hellworld. So, uh, Nick, uh, you want to just go right to the recommendations of popcorn ratings now? Please. Well, please. We, well we can because we, we actually are going to give this a little due diligence. I mean, we gave Chris four 25 minutes of our time. We can at least do that with this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're like pinhead, pinhead dude. Why are you torturing me? <laughs> I would like to remind everyone that this podcast was Nick's idea. <laughs> Nick was like, we got to do Hellraiser, dude. Okay. Yeah, I like, like how we did Die Hard. We did the first one. <laughs> That was because it was the greatest Christmas movie of all time, and we did two of the best ones ever, Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. And as far as I'm concerned, their sequels don't exist. But these do, and so we need to give them a run. Which, by the way, whoever told you we weren't going to get around to those other ones? (laughs) Someday we will. (laughs) But anyway. Okay, let's just talk about the whole metal world setup here, right? Um, it's something out of a, out of Wes Craven's new nightmare, isn't it? Ah, really? thank you. I felt the same way. I was. I wondered if you were going to get that feeling too. Okay, so I realize that this movie is cheap, right? They've got to do things. It does look um, better than Deader, though. I will say that. I thought just the way that it was shot. Maybe it was just the sets. Maybe it was the lighting guy got one film of experience, but I thought it looked just a little bit better than Detter did. Detter just had that haze over it, and this one actually feels like it's well, a sci-fi original. Well, oddly enough, it, it's a totally different cinematographer this time. So you've got a different group. I mean, it's the same director, but it's a different group of people. The writers are different. Another, Again, another script that they just jammed Hellraiser into. But a uh, different group of people did this. It, it wasn't the same sets, which is weird, because you think in the economics of a, of a cheap film budget, she just used the same people over and over, right? Nope. Just replaced everybody except the director. And <laughs> went on. That, that, welcome to the world of Dimension and Miramax. So, you know, so, because that's what Harvey and his brother like to do. Harvey and Bob like to do this with things. But different cinematographers. So I, I will say this. You said that to me offline, and I was like, you are a crazy person. Because th- there's no way this looked better. Deader was no, terrible. It, 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 it looks but you know better. what? But you know what? It does. It, you know what? You're not. You called out the things that you meant by that. The lighting was better. You could see what the heck was happening. So yes, in that respect, it works. Also, the and, set. And, and it's, yeah, the, the set is much better. The set is way better because this is the, a cool house. Yeah, but it is a it is the house on Haunted Hill, pretty much. But I'm okay with that. That was the house okay. from Casper. 
Well, it could have been that too. So, um, but yeah, I was fine with that. It, it had that dark shadows kind of vibe going. I was, I'm okay with spooky houses. Well, you know, we we've, we've put these people in every other kind of situation. We might as well go with the haunted house motif, right? Because that's kind of what is going on here. I I'm gonna ask you in a, in you know a few minutes when we're done with this what exactly is supposed to have been happening, who is really orchestrating all of this, but we'll, we'll get there. But yes, the house aesthetic looks better and stuff. But the thing that, that I realize is that they have spent the budget, clearly to make the cast bigger, even though they're all no names, and you only know one of them because he wound up becoming Superman, and the other one you know because he's in every genre piece of crap that he can get a hold of. God, is Lance Henriksen a whore? He is a whore. Yeah, <laughs> he, is, he is more whorish than these Romanian girls they got to film this movie. I think you're right. So um, there's certainly a lot of... Uh, well, the man clearly has no shame, and that's not a bad thing sometimes as an actor, but, you know, he will do whatever. So I guess it's to have more people in his line at uh, at a Comic-Con. I don't know, but... I want to go, go to a Comic-Con with him there, and I'm just going to slam my fist on the desk and go, you're a whore, Bishop. You're a whore. No, you know what? I want to go take a copy of Hellraiser 8 here and say, will you please sign this for me? This one is so freaking awesome. <laughs> and just see the look on his face. No, I would grab a thing at AVP. I'd set it on there. I'd break it in front of him, flip him off, and just, like I said, call him a whore and just walk away. See, I will do that. You know I would do that. And everyone would be watching the news and would finally get to know, hey, that's Nick from Filmstrip. So, because <laughs> you would be arrested very quickly. Why is he so angry? <laughs> well, well, yeah. Never mind. I saw that movie, too. Let's get into this, though. Okay, you know, the set looks better, yes. But you know what doesn't look better? This excuse they came up with for a computer game. This looked like something out oh of Oh my like, god, this you, was so This was Oregon bad. Trail style bad, man. This was I I don't even understand what they were trying to do. They're moving the mouse and punching a bunch of keys trying to open the box and then what? I don't get it. I don't get hell world. And that's what bugs me. You know, the tagline is evil goes online. I'm like, are these people going to get sucked into the internet and they got to fight, you know, pinhead in the internet now? That would have been cool. What is all this technology crap that is not even really a part of the thing? I, I don't know. They show the game for like just little bits and you can tell why because yeah. they had no budget at all even to come up with some fancy little, you know, splash screen for this freaking game this thing look you had it so right it looks like something like oregon trail or something that we would have played back in 93 i mean do, do they use dos to load this game <laughs> i mean do they, do they do they put the three and a half inch disc in there and put you know you know disc run i mean three and a half more like five and a quarter i mean i was looking for the the disc set and the black and white manual that goes with it uh you know this was cheap and looked really lame. And if the problem with it is, and I realize not everything can look like Call of Duty or whatever when they're doing these cheap movies. I'm supposed to believe these people are so obsessed with this video game that they won't stop playing it. And one of them was so obsessed with it that he killed himself over it. I, how? With fire. With fire. <laughs> yes. It, was, it wasn't like he sat down like they you know that Asian kid on the news who mm-hmm. got a blood clot. I mean, he killed himself with fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still laughing about that. <laughs> he burned himself alive. <laughs> Why? Why did he burn himself alive? I don't I don't know. That's it's never explained as to why he kills himself, other than he was so obsessed that he couldn't stand it. 
in 99, I love Final Fantasy VII. I played mm-hmm. that game a lot. Yeah. And you know what? I never once went and go, oh my gosh, I need to burn myself with fire <laughs> because I love this game so much. I mean, <laughs> it, it makes it makes absolutely no sense at all. Mm-mm. It does. And, and exactly what is this game, too? I mean, they could do it today where it's like, you know, okay, it's on the phone and it's something like Candy Crush and maybe it's like a puzzle game or something like that. And maybe somehow like Pinhead, like... I don't know. This is so freaking mm-hmm. stupid to itself, but maybe he somehow took the lament configuration and basically made a game out of it online. So millions of people can do this as opposed to just one at a time. I mean, the idea, the idea is not bad as far as him wanting to basically spread his empire of pain, but, but, that, but that is not what is happening. If that was the idea, I would only ding it to say, I, you know, I don't like pinhead when he's got like a soul agenda all of a sudden, but at least that's something, but that is not what is happening here. What we are it's watching Lance in this movie, he made yes, him into a whore. We are watching a good old revenge plot. And my question is, Whose revenge is it? Is it Adam's or it is is it his dad's? Because right up until the end, you're going to think this is the dad, the host, as all he's called, doing all of this. But it, you know, the way that uh, Jake and Chelsea get rescued is a mysterious phone call goes off, and she sees the ghost of Adam in the you know the the balcony there. So he must have called the cops from his ghost phone or whatever. And then Pinhead says something about, "Oh, your son was very creative. Like he set his dad up for this. So you killed yourself so you could become a Cenobite so you could kill your dad and some of your friends. What? <laughs> I don't." I don't know what this is supposed to be. I, I really and and part of me goes, I don't even know what the original story could have been that they co-opted to turn into a Hellraiser movie. I think probably the original story was just kind of the, the bare bones of this. That maybe some kid got obsessed over a video game, he died. Maybe something like, uh, I don't know, what's that one popular online game, uh, World of Warcraft or something? Yeah. And, you know, he ended up killing himself and the dad took revenge on the people he played online with or something like that. And like, I think that's pretty much it because Pinhead is really a non-entity throughout this entire movie. Yes. I mean, okay, yeah, I got collectibles. And then all that did is kind of hit me like, yeah, you could add collectibles or freaking, you know, World of Warcraft or Pokemon. I mean, I don't know. For, I mean, for all it was, it might as well have been. You're right. I mean, that, that's, that's all it was. I mean, the ending is felt so tacked on. It didn't even fit with anything in this movie because in this movie, they state in that Hellraiser, Clyde Barker, all this stuff is just, it's movies. It's our reality, much like Wes Craven's New Nightmare, where it's its our reality, and this is the movie world, and somehow it looks like they're merging together. Yeah. I, I don't know, yeah. but... You know, this this actually makes me retroactively hate something that I like, and that, that is Scream. I love the first Scream. Heck, I even like the two sequels. I... You know, the fourth one, yeah, that lost me. But I, I'll go with the other ones. I, I like that series. It's a fun one for me. It's probably nothing we'll ever review here, but I, I kind of enjoy those. But it, I will not you know, bad at it and tell you that that didn't ruin horror movies for a good decade and a half. And I feel like this one and New Nightmare, which is sort of the prototype to Scream, it's the same kind of problems again and again. And it's a film that wants to be so inside of its own uh, logic that uh, it, you know, it's shocking. You can't keep up with what's real and what's not, but they never bother to explain how popular Hellraiser is, or maybe they're doing, you know, the actuality of it, that it's, you know, only a few people in the world would ever like the thing. Cause it, let's face it. Hellraiser's popularity never 
reached the pinnacle that the other slasher franchises has. I think it's got a cult following, but I don't know that it's as big as Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. No, nah, it's 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 that B child. I mean, if those are like the A horror movies, mm-hmm. Hellraiser's like right in between, you know, those guys. He's probably in the same level maybe as Chucky. Mm, they, I would imagine yeah. maybe, maybe maybe a tad bit below him, but higher than like Leprechaun and Wishmaster. You know, yeah, oh yeah, Le- Wishmaster, Critters, those those are the knockoffs. Leprechaun, yeah, all that, yeah. But he, he he's the Ant Man of the Avengers. <laughs> if they wanted to go meta with it, I'm okay with that because it actually does set up one thing I do like here is at least these people act like they are their age. They're supposed to be college age kids. They all act like it. You mean they act dumb? They all act really dumb and self-centered. And, and I mean, they do. They do really awful things to each other, almost unintentionally, because they're not paying attention, you know, to one another and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of like the group dynamic, even though none of the performances are really grand. I, I at least could believe that these people were friends in, in a world. I don't know, man. I've never seen a girl that good looking playing a video game. Like well, this. okay, that's the other thing too. There are a few, but most of them work for the you know the video game channel. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. She's yeah. Olivia Munn, I guess. That's- yeah, Olivia Munn and Morgan Webb don't really play games, man. They, 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 they anybody who thinks they do, it, it's not. It's it's all fake. <laughs> it's fake. You're, next, you're going to tell me wrestling's choreographed. So <laughs> you're gonna ruin, ruin my whole world, Nick. So. I'm just I'm looking at this and I'm just like I'm seeing this girl and the main girl she is very attractive. I will say that she's Catherine, very attractive. Catherine Winnick, who's Chelsea, yes. So. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way she's playing games. There's no way. There's just I mean, I'm sorry to like stereotype it, but she would be she'd be 70 pounds overweight and have dyed blue hair. I mean, that's <laughs> that, 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 that's a fact. Okay. Well, you know, the thing is, she actually has gone on to do other stuff. I've never really seen much of her other stuff, but she's been in a lot of rom coms and. Other things is she's got a big movie coming out later, you know, uh, or had a big one come out late last year, and she's in that show uh, Vikings, which is you know sort of the I guess the History Channel Game of Thrones or whatever. But I mean, she's she's worked again, and you can see why she's got an appeal. I mean, she's very pretty, and she she plays that type of role. I, I can buy her doing other stuff. She was okay, but I don't believe no, she was, she's a she gamer. Was okay, that, that's the but thing. I just didn't buy her in the role. And like yeah. Henry Cavill or Cavill, whatever, you know, super, we're just going to call him Superman. <laughs> Superman, I mean, all these guys, I mean, they don't Well, like okay, you want to call him Superman. I have a hard time with that considering he gets a blowjob from some random girl at a party. Hey, she middle. was pretty cute, though, man. So I, I can't fault him for that. Another one of your Romanian girls that showed up in this film. I oh, think. my God. These girls work for cheap. I'm moving to Romania. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't tell my wife, okay, please? <laughs> but I just – did this whole, like, party scene, did this kind of strike you as, like, eyes wide shut, though? Oh, very <laughs> much because he gives them the plain mask, and they've got four-digit phone numbers where they can pick up that little Nokia cell and call each other now. I had memories of that because I had that phone, man, and it's one of the oh, best cell phones ever everybody, had. Everybody yeah. had that phone. Yeah, it had Snake on it. It was a great phone. Yeah, it was Snake, <laughs> and we all learned how to text message on that phone. I remember getting my first text message on that phone going, what the hell is this? Exactly, yeah. I didn't know you could do this on a phone. Yeah, everybody had that phone. But yeah, they're all walking around, and the idea is that you call someone at random uh, with their four-digit number, and you can just have a random hookup with them. Because it is that is eyes wide shut. I, I was like, wow, I can't believe they went there in this this series can do a lot of things. I didn't think it was going to try to go there. Yeah, that was a little weird, though, man, because, like, my luck, I'd be at this party, and I'd dial the number of, like, 
some like 50 year old 300 pound guy <laughs> and it'd be like oh shit he's rubbing his stomach <laughs> well i mean that's as it turns out that's what you know that's essentially what got jake there is he's chatting with the host online and thinks you know he's just a girl you know, and that's what gets him there is I'm going to. Oh, he got catfished. Yes, he totally got catfished by Lance Henriksen, which. But yeah, I think Monte Tail was at this party, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about how these people get off and then we'll talk about what really happens to them. OK, so you got the one chick. I don't remember her name. It doesn't matter. She winds up. Uh, short, short brunette girl. Yeah, short well, brunette. The, the punk rocker. Uh, can we call her Deep Throat? Knock off Farooza Balk. That's what I call her. She winds up getting strapped to a chair that has saw blades spinning at it while Lance Henderson talks over this high school PA to her and Pinhead stands in the corner. What in the hell is that supposed to be? That, that, that right there is a saw ripoff. I mean, that is pure and simple. A saw ripoff. Pinhead, Pinhead works in chains, man. Chains and hooks. Mm-hmm. He doesn't work in a in a motorized contraption that he needs the oil and put hydraulic fluid in to be able to kill somebody. Yeah, I mean, Pinhead is not a Pinhead. And it was a lot of things. He was not a master engineer <laughs> that is, we have never been led to believe that at all. And then I, I guess whole thing was like, this is the best way to bleed someone without decapitating. Why not just cut off her head? I'm like, what's the, what's the point in doing that, though? That's what yeah, I want to know. I'm like, since when did he – he doesn't care about killing you. He wants to torture you to the point of death, bring you back to the brink, then do some more. There's, what's central and pleasurable about anything that's happened to this chick? It doesn't even fit the motif. That's the thing. And as we'll learn is she's really just clawing at her own throat in the coffin because she's wigging out on this drug, right, this super rupee or whatever. But, again, what – so why would she have if she's obsessed with Hellraiser? Why would she have hallucinations that are not Hellraiser like? They don't even fit the the pattern. That's the whole thing here. It's like if these people are obsessed with these movies and are obsessed with a game based on the movies, you think that maybe their hallucinations would have to do with Pinhead and his minions and this way of torturing you mm-hmm. and. It's coming off like she's watched way too many Saw movies. I mean, it is really, really freaking dumb. I mean, come on, come on, something at least a little bit cooler. I mean, put her like in a freaking, you know, Christ pose and like drain her blood by cutting her or something like that. You know, this is just really just kind of dumb. Well, it's also it's also supposed to be really gory and splatterific, you know, because that's not gory. They they cut away. I know. That's the thing is I'm like, this is a direct to video horror film and you're going to cut away at the good stuff. Who made you do that? Because that well, because they didn't have the budget to show the saw blades actually going in the flesh. They do the before and then they do the after. That was lame, though, man. I'm sorry that that was a really lame death, and only to be topped by what happens to Derek. So Derek's dancing at a party. He's grinding with some chick, and he drops his inhaler. I didn't know he had an asthma problem, but okay, now that we're going to invent that. And of course, it gets kicked across the dance floor and down. Much a like Indiana Jones with the uh, serum. And- a, yeah, exactly. And down a drain. So he has to chase it, and he keeps chasing it and chasing it. He finally gets a hold of it until he gets thrown on a slab by Pinhead and decapitated with a meat cleaver. What? What? He's she's um he's Leatherface now I guess yeah that's what that I was like man this is Texas Chainsaw now I was like are they just 
It, and there's nothing out there to tell me this, okay? So somebody correct me on it if I'm wrong. But is that what they're doing? Are they homaging every other horror franchise? But it would in be the so much better though if like this game that they're playing maybe was like a horror movie game. Yeah, and then somehow them. like yeah. this wasn't like based on Hellraiser stuff. Maybe there's a game based on all these other horror tropes, and that Pinhead was using these horror tropes to kill them or something. Yeah, but see, like, they had just... they had no money for the clearance rights to be able to do any of that. Though. Yeah, but you, no, you could have pulled you could have pulled a, jo- a Joss Whedon with uh, Cabin in the Woods and just done like ripoffs of the, the tropes and not called them out for what they were. Yeah, okay, I, I'm with you. That would have worked. They could have done something so much more clever with this. You know, it's like, oh, you get pleasure watching these movies. Well, they will give you pleasure now. You know, okay, something like okay. that. You, you just used a word there that should never be applied for this, and that word is clever. There is nothing clever. No, I said pleasure, not clever. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing pleasurable nor clever about anything. I don't know, man. Superman's <laughs> girl had some nice boobs. So I, I, I'll give the movie that. Well, okay, it, okay. Oh, Derek gets decapitated. Then I guess we can get to Superman, who actually does hook up with Rando Girl. And like we've said, she's pleasuring him. And the phone rings. And it's Chelsea, who's locked in another part of the house and can't figure out her way. And so she's just calling people at random to try to come get her. And he's like, I'm a little busy right now. And then... He gets into this extended, and I, I do mean it goes on for five or six minutes, where him and this girl oh, are basically you, falling you across the, the wall. sex scene? Yes, they are falling across the walls, kissing each other, making out, ripping shirts off, until finally she throws him in the room where Decapitated Boy is, locks the door on him, and the hook that they set up in the tour of the house comes into play. And there, there you go. There you get your chains and hooks. He gets meat hooked. Texas Chainsaw style by Pinhead. Yeah, that happened. But what, <laughs> I mean, but what really happens is he just dies of fright in his coffin. What? what? How fucking lame is that? Yeah. That, that has got to be the lame. Oh, it's like, oh, she'll shiklar throat out and he died of an asthma. Um, we're out of ideas. He He's, died of fear. Of fear. fear. He died fear. of fear. Yeah, fear monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, right. I'm like, really? I mean, that, dude, that, that was lame. That, no way around that. How lame that was. That was incredibly bad. And it, now we've done the pickoff. Okay. We've killed off all these people to get down to Jake and Chelsea. And they essentially are trying to find each other. And they just wind up talking on the phone at one point going, you just sit tight and we'll make it through this. And I'm like, like hell, jump out the window. <laughs> it ain't that far. <laughs> you know, I mean, 20 feet, you can survive that. You may wind up with a broken bone. You're going to get hurt, but you will survive the fall. That's not impossible. Th- that is such a defeatist way to go about surviving this. How terrible is that? It's awful. <laughs> I mean, it's awful. It's brutal. It is. It is. It is so bad. And, you know, we, we get going a little bit further, and then they do this, like, weird fake-out scene. Basically, what the the big reveal of the movie is that all these people are were somehow drugged by him throughout this party. Right. And basically what they're doing is they're, they're having hallucinations of their own demise that they're actually bringing upon themselves. And they're all buried in coffins in this, like, graveyard. And it turns out that Lance Henriksen... Is Adam's dad, and this is his strange revenge for some reason. I, I don't understand what his revenge is about. See, that's what I don't get. He decides, I'm going to drug you all so your movie freaked out hell world minds will create your own hell, and you'll kill yourself in a coffin 
but maybe you but what want, do they but, do? But wait a minute. What do they do? How, hold on. How is he able to appear in their dreams to tell them this? That's the thing. He doesn't wake Chelsea up to tell her that. He reveals that to her while she's having an episode, while she's buried six feet underground. That, how does he become a dream warrior and jump in and out of dreams? I think he's the epitome of warm water. <laughs> put, put the hand in there and make him pee. <laughs> It's really stupid. Like that, that doesn't even, I, I'm fine if you want to have a ridiculous plot. Five, we're the eighth one of these. I'm not expecting a lot. Okay. My, my expectation bar is low, but at least play by the rules. It that doesn't you're make up. any freaking sense. None no. of this makes any sense. I mean, and it goes on too long. This movie is 95 minutes long. And I want to tell you, it is every blaming second of that 95. Yeah, when I literally, I got halfway through, I paused it. I went on the Wikipedia to see how long it was. And when I saw it was 95 minutes, I was just like, shit. I thought I was hoping this to be an 82-minute movie. But um, it's just, the whole thing that really just bugs me with it is, it doesn't, I don't know why he's trying to kill these people. It, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. He, he actually says that. I am mad because you didn't stop playing the game and get my son to stop playing the game. And that's why did he? On fire. That's what why I'm saying. He? I'm like, hey, feel free to be a parent, bro. Since when is it the friend's fault? But in that yeah. the thing, that, that's the trope, though, right? Is that, well, I'm going to blame the friends because I dare not blame myself. I don't know, man. It's just, it's really dumb. That's the thing. It can, it can be dumb. I, you know, we've done dumb and it actually worked. Before. Well, here's the thing, though, man. I can do you can give me whatever you want. OK, man, you can like tell me that, you know, there's a guy who comes from a magical box and does, you know, comes and tears you apart. Yeah. There's, there, 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 there's this, you know, giant retarded kid that goes around and kills people with a knife on. There's a guy who enters your dreams and kills you. I can take a really nonsensical idea as long as it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Or if, like, the stuff that goes along with it makes sense. It goes from A to B to C to D, you know, all the way to Z. Mm. This movie, it goes from, like, A to 1 to squiggly line (laughs) to weird hieroglyphic. Yeah, it it doesn't make any sense what's happening in this movie. And then it it gets worse. The last 15 minutes take an incomprehensible plot, and it just completely just throws out these ideas like throwing shit against the wall. And then that's that's what it is. I mean, what happens? The ghost of Adam calls the cops. What? Now, now there's ghosts? Well, okay. You, you have said something there that I, I'm trying to say the same thing. I'm fine if it's dumb, as long as it plays by its own dumb rules. You know, at least just play by your own rules. Don't make this up as you go along and then just expect me to swallow it and go with it because that's what you want. No. P- be willing to tell a coherent tale, no matter how far-fetched it is heck it can't get much more far-fetched than where where this thing came from anyway so i'm fine with that too but at least play within your own rules this movie doesn't do that it doesn't know how to do that and i think a lot of it is because one they've got a script that wasn't intended to be shackled with this the hellraiser mythos so they're fighting that and trying to figure out how to squish that in there they're also trying to pay homage to all these other horror franchises that are way more successful and way cooler. And they're trying to you know, make the movie stretch out to feature length. And you've got somebody that doesn't know how to get good performances out of actors. And you know, the only thing they've done is upgrade the cinematography. That, that's it. That's all we've got here as we're shooting on the other lot across in Bucharest. What is with that, though? Adam calls the cops. 
I, or does he? Does he? I don't know. I, you got a close up of a phone in Chelsea's coffin. Maybe she called the cops. I don't know. Okay, look, I know cops and I know how their cell phone technology works. Okay, it doesn't work that fast. It takes a while to figure. Usually, it, when it doesn't give you a pinpoint accuracy either. When they're doing that, you know who has that? The military. Okay, they don't loan that out to the local PD. Barney doesn't get yeah. to play with that. You call. You call in first and center. They might be showing up at fifth and center. Do you know when cops use cell phone technology? They use it on the back end when they're trying to prove somebody was where they said they weren't in a murder investigation. They don't do it in real time. That's not how that works. That's that's a cheap, convenient. I know it's the gimme. We're supposed to give it whatever, but it's really, really lame. But I shouldn't be surprised. The tech in this movie is is horrible. So I, you know, I guess if you're supposed to go with it, you're supposed to go with it. But it's, and where does this take place? It's supposed to take place somewhere in California. That's what we're to believe, I think. So You're not Bucharest anymore? Not, it's not in Bucharest. It's shot in Bucharest, but it's not supposed to be Bucharest. This is the States. So somewhere, I don't know. You know. So anyways, the cops come. Yeah. And they rescue them. They unbury them. Or do they? Oh. What happens at the end? Because <laughs> they're still having hallucinations. I don't know. Is the drugs wearing off? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I guess how I took it was the cops did come. They saved the last two. The other three were dead. The only reason I think it wasn't a dream was because she saw what they look like, and that's what they look like in reality. Okay. So how else would she know what they look like? I mean, I'm again, I'm trying to expect logic in a really non-logical movie. Well, but they've already played with the whole you can have hallucination dreams inside of hallucination dreams. So that's what made me wonder, are we doing Inception here and we're just another level down? You know, is that is that what's happening? How else do you explain the phone call from Lance Hendrickson and him popping up in the back seat and then going away? Other than the drugs are still wearing off or they're still in the coffins. I took that as they were still wearing off at the end. Okay, see, I actually took it as they're still in the coffins, and the look they give each other at the end is the realization that oh, we actually died in the coffins. And what we come to learn with that scene with the cops coming in is that everything we saw where he actually opens the box and Pinhead shows up and gives the speech and then they cut him in. Oh, you talk about terrible effects where they cut him in pieces. Oh, that was awful looking, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That looked like something from PlayStation. Yes, that was terrible. And then they Which still look better than the whole world game. Exactly. It, still, it did look better than the whole world, but it looked like something out of one of the early Resident Evil games. But so we're to find out that that actually happened. So everybody's dead. I think is the lesson. But that, that's if how I read. Hellraiser and Pinhead only exist in movies, why are they there? What if they don't? I think that's exactly how the conversation went when they wrote it. Like, but what if it didn't? Genius. <laughs> Here's five million dollars. Go shoot. The, the thing is, though, man, they could have played this like so slickly, like. They could have been talking about like the Hellraiser movie, Hellraiser movie, Hellraiser movie. In the end, it's like maybe they kind of show you the Hellraiser movie, and oh my god, it's not the one that we know of. It's actually a story based on you know the accident, the events from Christy Cotton, who wrote a book about it or something like that. So, oh, we actually thought they were in our world, but it turns out no, they were in the movie world the entire time. You know, they could have done something a little more slick like that. But the whole end with with Pinhead showing up, I mean. That is so freaking lame. You talk about being shoved in. I mean, literally, it feels like they shoved him in at the end of this. 
Yeah, it's it's bad. It again, it doesn't follow its own rules like you're saying. And what is the thing he's saying? Is he basically saying Adam sacrificed himself to become a Cenobite so he could enact revenge on you and all of his friends? And he was well, that was a way better idea than we even thought it was going to be. I was like, since we're independent, need ideas on how to torture people. I was, Ad, he was, was Adam the guy who was bound up? That's what I wanted to know. Is that who that's supposed to be? I don't know. Why isn't he burned up? Thank you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, man. If you would have like maybe like slit his wrists or something, he would have been like a Cenobite with like his wrists slit or something, or maybe like his hands or his arms are all splayed open and stuff like that. You know, something. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I, if he was like burned, I mean, obviously they have the budget for it, but have him be all like charred and nasty and stuff. Yeah, you know? Freddy style. But no, they don't. They don't want to go with that. So I, again, this movie doesn't know how to play inside of its own world, so it's just stupid. And it expects us just to go with it because we're the horror sucking audience, and this is what we go with. But no. No more. I'm sorry. I, you know, you said you got really bored in the last one and we're just begging for it to end, begging for it to end. I, I it took me four different attempts to watch the entirety of this film. And then I, then I did make myself sit through it one more time. See, I watched sure it twice. I it. Yeah. And I was able to get through it. I was able to get through it both times, no problem. Because how I equate this movie, and this is going to go right into my review. So you might as well ask me right now. Well, okay. Yeah. Go ahead and give your, your review and popcorn ratings, Nick. Okay. This movie is like, you know, being at one of those corner really dive bars mm. at like 1.30 in the morning. And you're sitting there listening to a guy who's there all the time, loaded out of his mind, and just telling you the most nonsensical stories. <laughs> that's what this is. It's it's not like it's like something that's unwatchable. No, it's, it's watchable in some regards because it's so freaking dumb. And it's so nonsensical. It's just, it's like the drunk guy at the bar that it's just like, you're laughing at this because it's so serious in what it's saying and what it's trying to message and everything about the movie is. But anybody who's of right of mind watching this is just laughing their ass off. So I will though say that even with that said, it's fucking terrible, man. It's, you know, <laughs> like again, the drunk guy in the bar, stay away from him. Just stay away because no good can come from it. It's a very, very small popcorn, just like Detter. It's the smallest of popcorns. Just do not recommend this. Yeah, you know, you said stay away from it. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this now. This should not be viewed under any circumstances. Watch other films. There's other even bad movies you can watch. If this could be good on a bad movie level, you know, like Troll Two or something like that, that's one thing. And, and and honestly, I think that's like the sixth entry in this series and probably the fourth one really live in that world. Like you could they're not very good, but you can at least watch them. This one, you can get through it, but you're going to wonder why you bothered and it's going to make your head hurt. It's it's like an old joke. Lewis Black once told he said his head almost exploded one night in the IHOP when he heard a girl say, if it wasn't for my horse, I'd have never spent that semester in college. If you think about that for more than 10 seconds, you'll give yourself an aneurysm. And that's this film. If you try to make sense of the plot, which we've spent 40 minutes doing here, I don't know how in the world we got up to that, uh, it, it will make your head hurt. And I don't, I don't want something to – if I want something to make my head hurt, I want Christopher Nolan to direct it and at least have something decent to talk about. I don't want to do it in the 8th Hellraiser movie. I, there could have been so many other ways to go with this, and they chose none of those ways. They chose everything badly. And so, yes, small popcorn, terrible, should be avoided. But we're not at the end, Nick. There's one more. Hellraiser Revelations. 
I had never even heard of it until we got ready to do this retrospective and I looked because I thought there were eight of these. And then I looked and was like, oh, wait a minute, there's a ninth one. When did that happen? And I guess we'll talk about how that came about next time. But I uh, I don't know what to expect going forward. Um, we, you know, we went down with four, with three and four, really. Five was a decent surprise. Six was meh. Seven was terrible, and eight's been even worse. I I don't know if there's anything I can expect lower than what I'm looking at going into Hellraiser Revelation. Uh, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I haven't seen this one. Mm-hmm. All I know is that apparently the script was so bad that Hellworld debtor, you know, Infernal, whatever, Mr. Doug Bradley said no. <laughs> so... Like I said, if a guy who's willing to do all those movies, even like, you know, with Hellworld, he's in it for probably four minutes, says no. That's a terrible sign. So, I don't know. That's all I know from this movie. I'm going in expecting the pits, man. Well, I'm hoping we can at least end somewhere on an on upswing better than where we were. But either way, it's been fun talking to you about these folks. We hope you enjoyed listening to our retrospective here. You can find more episodes in this and our other movie review shows at our website, continuousplaypodcast.com slash movies. You can also hook up with us there on our social media, Facebook and Twitter. Let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find the podcast. Until next time, for Nick, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to Thanks for listening to Filmstrip. Visit our website, continuousplaypodcast.com, for more reviews and episodes. Now you must come with us. Taste our pleasures. All content used or discussed in this podcast are the property of their respective owners and used under the Fair Use Act Section 504C2, Title 17.